here's a story from The World. In Afghanistan today, girls and women are facing a harsh reality. When the Taliban seized power in August of 2021, they banned young women and girls from attending high school. Late last year, they barred women from working in most local and international aid groups. To find out how the international community is responding, we reached out to Rina Amiri. She's the U.S. Special Envoy for Afghan Women, Girls, and Human Rights and joins us from New York. Special Envoy Amiri, I'd like to start by getting your impressions of how difficult the situation is for girls and women in Afghanistan right now. What are they telling you? Just last night, I was speaking with a group of 40 women in Afghanistan until one o'clock in the morning. What they described to me is absolutely haunting and devastating. You know, there have been over 80 decrees in actions, 75% of them targeted against women and girls that have stripped away their rights at every level, from education to work to mobility to having any element of choice in their life. They are turning their sons away from them, their husbands away from them. One woman said that her child, her seven-year-old child, had come home and said, I shouldn't be talking to you, Mama. And she said, why? She said, because you're a demon. This is what his instructor had told him at school. In a meeting like that, how do you come back to them with answers? I mean, if they don't have answers, what do you say? I believe that what's most important is to be honest with them. I recognize how incredibly challenging and painful the situation for them. I hear them when they say that they feel that the international community has not heard them in the ways that they need to be heard. We have a situation where we have one of the worst human rights situations in the world, as well as one of the worst humanitarian situations in the world, which leaves us with difficult choices, even with the limited tools that we have at our disposal. What are the tools that the international community has? It's financial assistance. It's engagement and the Taliban's desire for greater normalization. It's sanctions. But I also note that I recognize that these women are leaders. They are not victims. And that they themselves are taking enormous risks. They are engaging the Taliban at the local level in particular. And they are looking for us to support them in concrete Mm. ways. Special Envoy, can you give us a few examples of the kinds of things the U.S. government is doing for Afghan girls and women right now? We have established the U.S.-Afghan consultative mechanism to bring Afghan women's voices into U.S. policymaking. Second, we set up the Afghan Women's Economic Resilience Alliance. And this is a public-private partnership that aims to bring support to women entrepreneurs, to support bringing virtual education for mentoring, capacity building. I mean, noble efforts, but they stand against a Taliban that goes their own way. About a year ago, they promised to reopen schools in Afghanistan for everyone, including girls. Two days later, they reversed the decision. So at this moment in time, what leverage does the U.S. government have with the Taliban to push for a reversal of that ban, for example, or establish any dialogue about their policies? Every conversation that the U.S. government has with the Taliban, the key issue that is raised at the beginning of the conversation and continues throughout the conversation with the Taliban is that there is going to be no progress in normalization or any of the things that the Taliban want 
until there's progress in respecting the rights of the Afghan population, particularly women and girls. Right now, all of the assistance that the U.S. and the international community deliver to Afghanistan, it only goes through U.N. agencies. It does not go in any way through the de facto Taliban governance structures. And they want that change. They want a relieving of sanctions. On all of those areas, we've noted to them that there's not going to be any positive movement in that direction. We've also noted... You know, as long as they continue to go on this road, they are going to once again become the pariah that they were in the 1990s. And some of them have heard this. We see an increasing level of frustration among some of the Taliban leadership that see that, one, this is bad for them, but it's also taking Afghanistan in a direction that is going to lead to greater destabilization, greater poverty. And it's going to ultimately, it's going to lead a failure on their part. Well, and as you pointed out earlier, uh, Special Envoy, you don't want to normalize the Taliban. So given all that, the work that you want to do assisting women and girls, how do you walk that line? Yeah, I think the issue of normalization is incredibly important. It's important not just for Afghanistan, but it's important for hardline elements, extremist elements that are pushing against the rights-based agenda in Pakistan, Somalia, many other contexts. And if they see that there's a seeding of ground and a normalizing of what the Taliban are doing, that will spread to other contexts. So enabling the Taliban to do what they're doing to women and girls in Afghanistan puts women's rights at peril everywhere. And it's a, it's a message that we take to every capital. We caution other countries about moving in a direction that could potentially normalize the situation in Afghanistan. And we make that appeal throughout the world. Special Envoy Amiri, there is a new worry facing Afghan women, this time uh, women who were divorced under the previous government. Uh, some of those who've remarried say they're considered now adulterers under the Taliban legal code. Are these women right to be concerned? Yes. You know, Afghan women know to me repeatedly that what the Taliban are doing are contrary to the tenets of Islam, Islam, many Afghan women have noted, is one of the first religions that clarified women's rights to divorce. And all of this is, is specified. So what the Taliban are doing is anathema to what Afghan women see as them being empowered by their religion. And there is every reason for them to feel that the Taliban, while they claim to have ended the conflict, they have waged a war against women and girls the minute that they entered into Afghanistan as de facto rulers. Rina Amiri is the U.S. Special Envoy for Afghan Women, Girls, and Human Rights. She joined us from New York. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you.